0: Welcome everyone. Welcome to another session of Authors on the Air, part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. It's my pleasure to be sitting down today with Mark Graney. Mark is a tremendous author. You're gonna learn a little bit more about him and his new release, The Chaos Agent. Uh, welcome, Mark.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: You bet, my pleasure. Uh, just uh, let me let me give you Mark's bio here. He's, uh, he's he's really accomplished. Every time I read this, it's like I'm, I'm just amazed, uh, you know, how, how much he's accomplished. Uh, Mark has a degree in international relations and political science. In his research for his novels, he's traveled to more than 35 countries and trained alongside military and law enforcement in the use of firearms, battlefield medicine, and close-range combative tactics. He's the author of New York Times bestsellers, Tom Clancy's Support and Defend, Tom Clancy's Full Force and Effect, Tom Clancy's Commander-in-Chief, and Tom Clancy's True Faith and Allegiance. With Tom, he also co-authored Locked On, Threat Vector, and Command Authority. His first novel, The Gray Man, was made into a major motion picture starring Ryan Goslin and Chris Evans. And we're here today to talk about the 13th in that that series, The Chaos Agent. So how are you, Mark?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing great. Thanks.
0: So, yeah, Mark's taking some time off in between the, his his book tour to sit down and talk with us today. And the, and the Chaos Agent, if you haven't gotten this one yet, you do yourselves a favor if you if you like thrillers this this is is right there um yeah 13th in the series it shows no signs of any fatigue in this series you keep the tension wrapped up and just keep keep going on this one it's it's an amazing book thanks court when we start off court is trying to live off the grid a little quietly and trouble finds him can you tell folks a little bit about the story behind the chaos agent
1: yeah first i'll start by saying it's a standalone novel you don't have to read the first 12 to uh to enjoy this one. And um, I hope you do down the road, but you don't have to read them in, an, in any order. Um, and it's about my hero, a guy named Court Gentry, who's known as the Gray Man. He's a former CIA paramilitary officer. And at the beginning of this book, he is trying to lay low. Uh, he's in the Guatemalan Highlands in a small town with his girlfriend who herself is a former Russian uh, foreign intelligence officer who has also been targeted by her own country. And the two of them are just trying to stay out of trouble, but trouble finds them in the form of some drones and some physical uh, assassins that, that come after them. And pretty quickly they learn that there's this global um, campaign to assassinate the world leaders of robotics and artificial intelligence. So they start their uh, journeys, almost a quest to uh, globetrot around the world and figure out who's behind this.
0: Oh, it's fantastic and you know we mentioned that this is the 13th in the series how do you keep a series fresh and keep keep readers engaged after 13 novels in a, in a series i mean you you keep ramping up the tension you keep you know building the suspense with with each novel uh and this one i mean it's it's it keeps you going so how do you, how do you manage to keep that uh, that kind of fuel
1: you know, I, I I feel like I relearn how to write a book every year when I do it. And um, the good news about that is that everything feels different and fresh to me. Um, you know, it's, just, it's people just see it as preordained that since I've done 13 books, that the 14th book is going to come out just fine and dandy. And I, my brain has never worked like that. And the 14th book is going to be a disaster. And the, and this book was going to be a disaster as I was writing it. it was only like probably the third draft when I started to tell my wife, you know, actually, I think it's okay. You know, I just need to polish it. Um, so, I mean, I think the fresh, freshness comes from going out and getting new information. This is my 24th published novel since 2009. They're all in the same genre. So, you know, there's only so many ways you can follow somebody or chase somebody or surveil somebody or hoodwink somebody. And I'm always trying to, you know, go out there and find something I haven't done before. True. You
0: know, it, yeah, it's clearly, I mean, you and I have both read novels in a longstanding series that, you know, it, the last one in the series kind of sounds phoned in. This one, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't get that feeling at all. It's fresh. And it deals with that that topic that, you know, a lot of folks are talking about right now, and that's artificial intelligence. Yeah. So how did you go about getting the research and the technico- technological, you know, details that you used in The Chaos Agent.
1: Yeah, so I knew nothing about the subject before I started researching it. I was just fascinated. As you know, you're looking for, you know, who your next antagonist is going to be. And you're writing these spy novels. Your antagonist is usually going to be Russia or China or Iran or uh, North Korea. And then you you start over and do that again. Um, (laughs) I'm always looking for non-state actors or, or something different. And I'm watching people like Elon Musk on TV, these billionaire tech bros who have these very sophisticated artificial intelligence labs. And in the case of Elon Musk, he's like, I think it'd be great if I had one of my computer chips in everybody's brain. And you don't have to go too far to figure out, <laughs> well, we, we have a potential for a story in there. And uh, I just read every book that I could on AI and the weaponization of AI. I listened to about 300 hours of podcasts and read um, Think Tank, papers and articles and government documents and I just built up you know there's nothing in the story that's science fiction it's all existing technology or emerging technology and I wanted to keep it rooted to reality so it did take a lot of work
0: and you got that feel because you know th- this is a very te- high high tech novel but I didn't feel it take a left turn into science fiction it stayed yeah. grounded into that that real world you know robotics and technology that we've seen pieces of and it wouldn't be that much right. of a leap you know for us to believe that yeah you could easily weaponize this stuff and, and have it coming back at you so yeah uh, that's, that
1: was that's, really that's exactly what i was trying to do is is yeah, i wanted people to know this is a story about human beings but the part of the danger in this story is this technology that's uh it's we're all going to be facing sooner rather than later true
0: now you know, Court as the the Gray Man um, is such such a great character, and, and the concept. And I understand that there was some inspiration at, from a a cantina in Guatemala for the for the series.
1: Yeah, I was actually uh, down in Guatemala studying Spanish uh, years ago before I wrote the Gray Man, and on a, I just took a weekend trip to El Salvador and was just in a little bar in in El Salvador near the ocean. And this guy came in who was American. He was speaking Spanish, but he was American. And he didn't look like the other Americans I saw down there, uh, including myself. And I just kind of made up this backstory, not trying to think of a plot for a book, just (laughs) the way my mind turns, especially when I'm just sort of sitting there by myself and uh, I was like, this guy is like former CIA, but the agency's after him. And that's why he's out in the middle of nowhere in, uh, gosh, what was the name of that town? La Libertad, uh, uh, El Salvador. And he's just, um, you know, he's working as an assassin for hire, but he only, he's a moral guy because he doesn't know why the agency's after him. He considers himself a good guy. And, uh, and um I think it was the next day where I was like, I I was looking for something to write. So probably the next, it wasn't until the next day where I was like, maybe I I should put this guy at the center of my book.
0: Wow, I think that might have been a good choice.
1: Yeah, yeah, it turned out all right. Finally,
0: it turned out all right. That's fantastic.
1: Now, your series kind
0: of stands out in a in a very crowded field of of thrillers and even techno thrillers. How do you how do you believe readers engage with court as the gray man to kind of make him really broadly accepted into, into the, into the thriller world.
1: Yeah. I think about that a lot. Um, I, I think a big part of it has to do with his vulnerability because he does have all these martial skills and he is able to, you know, solve these intricate problems. He's very smart guy, very uh, adept and capable and people love the big plots, but I think at the heart of it, people like, the fact that he's, he has some vulnerabilities, he makes mistakes, he gets hurt. Um, he suffers psychological damage from some of the things he does. All that's interesting for me to write about and to think about. And, um, and it adds like different layers to the story. But I think if you compare the court gentry character with some character who is just straight up a tough guy that just kicks everybody's butt and moves on to the next town. Um, I think court, uh, offers something different because he is this guy who's just barely scraping through and, um, and, you know, using all of his wits to, to get him through, but just barely making it. And I think that's part of the fun of the series.
0: Yeah. And you kind of touched on it earlier when you said that, you know, court has this moral compass that kind of keeps him centered. And some of the other protagonists that we we've talked about, you know, kind of miss that piece. Mm Mm-hmm. How, how important was it for you to make sure that, you know, he had some direction, you know, of what true north was for him?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I just he sort of follows my worldview. He just does. Uh, he just handles things, whereas I just kind of whine about them <laughs> or, or, or research them. Um, so, you know, all this type of writing, there's a little bit of wish fulfillment in there. And that's that's what that is. And I wanted him to be, you know, at his heart, a good person because I'm going to write all this violence that he commits I'm gonna write the, uh, you know, have to write scenes where, you know, he does things that people would think are really, really horrible. Um, so I want there to be some reason to root for this character, um, and not just make him this sort of cardboard cutout killing machine that you just put in, drop into different scenarios. Um, I wanted, I wanted him to have some heart and soul that that was that was positive.
0: Yeah, I think you definitely hit that because he's he's a character, even though he's got, you know, this background. And like you said, he's he, he can he can be a violent guy when he needs to. Um, mm-hmm. You still kind of identify with him, and you kind of kind of root for him to you know survive this next challenge. So that's, yeah, that's... it's really really well done. Thank you. Um, when you first started writing the Gray Man series, you know a, a long time ago now, thirteen books now. Did you ever see it going? As far as it has and as popular as, as it has been
1: no absolutely not and and i look back and i never even saw it as a series i never even thought of it as a series not not once wow. when i was writing it i was just trying to become a published author and i had no more ambition than that and uh you know the that, the first gray man was just a mass market paperback release it wasn't this thing that blew the doors off um hollywood picked it up it was optioned really quick so that was a positive but I mean this wasn't something that everybody was talking about or you know went to auction or any big deal like that so a few months before it came out maybe six months before it actually came out uh, my editor uh, reached out to me and asked me if I'd like to do two more books in the series and I truly it's so strange looking back on it now that I know a little bit about this business (laughs) I, I asked him what the books would be about and he's like, "Well, you're the writer. You're going to have to figure that out." I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, that makes sense." And um, but so I I was so unprepared, even you know, for a series, and um, you know, so I, I I didn't see a book two, much less a book thirteen. And it has really, really taken off. And uh, obviously, I couldn't be happier. I like writing other stuff, but I always like coming back to court and Zoya and Zach and Matt and those guys, and and telling another one of these tales. No, it's
0: it's fantastic. Now if you had anything to do differently you know when you started the gray man series and even first few books in would you have done anything different in terms of his character arc or the storyline
1: well um yes i would have done things differently but not necessarily of him personally it's more like when i wrote the first book i kind of tied him into some things that don't make a lot of sense the more that i the more friends I have in the CIA and the more time that I spend at the Pentagon and um, you know, the, the more, you know, whatever stuff I learned throughout the the, the career, there's, there's things where it's like, well, in the first book, I said that he did this or he was this. So I'm kind of stuck with that. So I'm just trying to sell it. Um, And, and the average reader doesn't notice it, but you know, I'll talk to some guy in, in uh, the CIA and they're like, Oh, he's a, special activities agent, you know, special activities guy. It's like, yeah, every one of those guys I know is 40 years old and has had three VA surgeries and a bad hip and and all that, you know, these are, these are the beat up guys and you know, you're making him yeah. like a ninja, but you know, I didn't know that at the time. And actually, obviously the, the story's more fun and more um, kind of uh, wish fulfillment if he's not uh, walking around with a bum leg the whole time. So uh, you know, I, I don't think there's anything major about the series. I think it's come together pretty organically without a lot of, you know, planning of of where the story is going to go. And so sure. I'm I'm happy with with how it's moving along.
0: No, it's it's it is it's one of my favorite series. So that's Thank why I, I was really eager, eager to sit down and chat with you today. Yeah. Can Can you give us a peek at what's what you're working on next for Court?
1: yeah so for court i will start uh book 14. um we don't have an official title but we have an unofficial title that i guess i can't say until it's an official title um i know of some locations where i'm going to do some research this year and it'll be out next february i will write it um really i'm after doing this book tour i'm going to take a little bit of time off and then start writing it and uh i have another book coming out in june called sentinel which is not a gray man story the second book in my Josh Duffy series. The first one was called Armored, and it came out two wow. years ago. So the second book in that series, and that series is sold to television, so they're developing that as well. Um, that'll be out at the end of June. And I just, finished like yesterday, I turned in my uh, last round of edits on it. So I was down to wow. the wire with that book.
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. That's good news. I'm glad to yeah. hear that because yeah. I know Armored uh, got a lot of buzz when it came out. So yeah, it did it, it
1: surprised it did re- really well. So they were excited to get the second book in. I went to West Africa last year or late last year to do some research because it takes place in, in Ghana, Africa. and um, it was a, it's an interesting story. I hope people look for that too.
0: That's, that's outstanding. Um, we'll, we'll end up here with with three quick hit questions for you thinking about court and his character. Um, so what's court's favorite cocktail?
1: Uh, favorite cocktail is Irish whiskey with a drop of water in it. <laughs> it's not nice. really a cocktail, but you know, yeah, same idea. It, it counts. Yeah. yeah.
0: Any, any specific, uh, Irish whiskey that, uh, that he likes?
1: Um, I've, I've had him drink Redbreast a lot in the, in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't love scotch and I love bourbon, but it just, you know, this, he's, he's out of the country so much. I just, I threw Irish whiskey. It's one of those things you throw in early in the series. You're like, I guess he's an Irish whiskey fan. I guess he is. Yeah.
0: No. And yeah. Red, good choice on red breast. That's one of my, my favorites. Good. Um, what's court's favorite music?
1: Favorite music is sort of classic rock, like Tom Petty, sort of roots rock type of stuff. And I only know that because I put that in one book after 13 books. you you throw in these little nuances here and there. And so suddenly you have all this stuff built up. I don't remember it all off the top of my head, but I do remember that, you know, gosh, he likes uh, Allman Brothers and Tom Petty and stuff like that, because that's what his dad listened to.
0: Nice, nice touch.
1: So what's Court's
0: biggest fear?
1: Biggest fear. uh, Okay, so his biggest fear, that's again built up uh, within the series, is – his biggest fear is failure uh injuring the innocent um yeah. he, there's a lot of play to where he he had he knows he has these skills and he can use these skills for good or for bad evil and so he's always trying to make the right moral decision to the, to the extent where in a couple of the books he makes decisions and as I was writing it I was like okay the reader is not going to want him to do this um the reader would thinks it makes more sense to do the other thing and the reader's right but I've built this character this way so i have to stay true to the character so right. he's so uh he's 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 so terrified of not you know of, of his skills being used for bad and that, that's what he's afraid of
0: that makes perfect sense it fits the character really well so where can folks find you i know you're on you're going on another leg of the book tour but where can folks find you for the rest of the year are you going to be a thriller fest
1: I will be at Thriller Fest, I'll be at Bouchercon, I'm going to be at Readers Take Denver in April. Um, and who knows where else I'll be, but I do have a website. It's my name, Mark Grainy, g r e a n e y books.com and should have all my info there of of what I'm doing and where I'll be.
0: Great. Now, thanks for taking the time uh, out of your really really busy schedule with two books going on and and options for your for film rights. It's outstanding and you know, if you have, folks, if you haven't gotten this one yet, you know, get out there and nab it. Maybe you can find Mark on tour if he's coming to a city near you, but it's it's well worth the read. And you'll want to take this one and, uh, and run with it. Mark, thanks for taking the time to spend with us today.
1: Man, thank you so much. Enjoy talking to you.
0: All right. You
1: take care. Okay.